Today, we are joined by Alex Berman, nearly 80,000 subscribers on YouTube, author about cold emails, entrepreneur. He's up to a lot of cool stuff. We were just talking before the podcast about the startup he's working on to help drive LinkedIn activity. Alex, you want to tell us a little bit more about that and then we can get into more of your background and how we can set more meetings via email? Yeah. Taplio helps you create a month of LinkedIn content in 10 minutes. Uh, so basically save a bunch of time by posting LinkedIn content that's written by AI and influenced by our database now of thousands of top LinkedIn posts and top tweets. Uh, so we take the best content from around the internet and then AI will rewrite it for you. And then there's other stuff like engagement features and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the entire point is just make LinkedIn fun and profitable because LinkedIn for most people is not fun and not profitable. <laughs> so we're trying to flip it on its head. So guys, when I reached out to Alex, I've been following him for a while. He does a lot in the space around helping B2B emails, marketing, and just just the whole gambit, all of that, all of that lead generation, pipeline prospecting, all the stuff that I know you guys care about. And, and he said, hey, sign up for Taplio. Um, I think it'd be cool for your LinkedIn. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll look into it. I watched this video on his channel and then he talked about how you can automatically comment on people's posts. And when I was first trying to grow on YouTube, this was a strategy I actually used, just commenting on people's posts, hoping that then shamelessly the people who watch their videos would come to my videos. And, and it, took, it took so much work to one, think of a comment and then also keep doing it. And it just wasn't scalable. So I stopped doing it, but it did help with my growth. And is that the thinking with this on LinkedIn that commenting on people's posts will naturally drive people back to your page? So yes, uh, so two things, commenting on other people's posts, yeah, gets them to come back to your page and follow you. But the main thing is in our testing, so we, we run a lot of LinkedIn automation, you know, Wallaxy we use, we use um, Xpandy, like some of these other ones, Zopto, to do our LinkedIn uh, connection, you know, at scale. Um, but what we found is once you connect with somebody, what's the worst thing that happens, bro? You don't want to accept the connection because you know you're going to get spammed immediately. So we yeah. found it actually performs better. Uh, you can generate a lot more leads by connecting with the high value people using the automation, but then just strategically commenting on their posts because then they see your comments and then they get back. So there's two sides of it, right? You can comment on the people that have hundreds of thousands of LinkedIn followers, thus driving people back to your page to get more followers or, uh, and, or you can comment on like, you know, the CEO of one of your dream 250 companies. And you could be one of like five comments because nobody's commenting on that guy's thing. Then he sees your no. posts, um, he sees your uh, headline, and then he'll reach out to you. When we think about just getting back to the basics on LinkedIn, I, I, think, I think a lot of people are intrigued by the idea of social selling. And when I think about social selling, it's either you're producing content in the form of um, product marketing videos, um, eBooks, whatever, to drive activity. And then you're, you're basically using content to drive social activity to your page inbound, which I know you do a lot about and we'll talk about, but also direct social selling, which is connecting with people and, and doing whatever. I, I, I learned about the, the voicemails on LinkedIn as well. Their first connection with, I think is pretty cool as well. When we connect with someone, have you found connecting with no message or connecting with a message is better for them to actually accept your request? if you have any data on that or thoughts. We do have data and the no message actually works a lot better. And I know even from you know personal experience, if I wanna connect with somebody, like I really wanna make the connection, I'm better off just hitting the button. You know, if I, if I write something, the chances that, that the connection happens drops. And I think from a user point of view, it makes sense. 
because now people are getting smarter on their LinkedIn. They know that yeah. if somebody <laughs> has a compliment in that first uh, line, in that connection request, they're going to get pitched immediately. Versus, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if they just have the connection request come in, they have no idea. Like, is he going to pitch me? Is he not? Might as well just have this person in my network. And they just and accept. Yeah, and they're probably thinking, okay, another follower, at least that maybe they like my content if they're actively posting. Mm -hmm. So. I want to talk about what I'm doing on LinkedIn and then from the context of Taplio and then we can get into your background. So I view LinkedIn, there's really two key advantages and it's either one to build your personal brand and that's what I'm focused on doing, posting content that adds value. I'm not necessarily trying to sell anyone. I don't, I don't have anything to offer besides my insights in the effort to hopefully people follow me and I have more activity and then that's a community audience and, and that's what I want to build. So I'm not trying to necessarily pitch people that would buy my software product. On the other hand, how I started using it in the beginning, but I, I struck out a lot, so I stopped, is to actually generate leads for my business. So I work at a software company, B2B, we sell high value software deals. I, I focus specifically on HR buyer persona. So I would go identify who are my top accounts, who are the VP, the CHROs in these top accounts. I would go connect with them. And then I and then I have LinkedIn Sales Navigator and I would immediately start sending them messaging. I would send them voice messages. And a lot of the time, I know they saw it, but they either didn't get back to me or they said no. I don't think I ever really set a meeting from it. Um, how do you think... I know it depends on people's goals, but how, how do you think people should be using LinkedIn? And how do you think about it from a personal branding standpoint, generating leads, or can you get the best of both worlds? You can. So it works for all of it. So uh, Robert who's my co-founder, sells a lot of software, uh, custom software for our agency. And he uses LinkedIn in addition to cold email as one of his outreach channels, like, you know, connecting with people, sending them the messages the same way. Uh, and it, it does work. You just have to do it at scale. And that's where uh, automation comes in. Um, that's, that's where tools like Zopto or Expandy or all these other tools come in. Because I don't think there's a way to do it um, in a way that actually works manually. Like you're going to have to try to connect with the maximum amount Per day, whether it's 100, whether it's 500, you're gonna have to try to do that and push these massive volumes in order to make it work. Um, yeah, <laughs> which I it's, it's, I, it's fine. You can have it going, but like it's a pretty gray hat too. Like LinkedIn's it, always attacking these kind of uh, outreach tools as well. It's funny because I think that that's one of the baseline principles of cold emailing as well. Is ultimately it's a volume game, and like you were saying before we started, is I'm trying to send. I'm trying to scale up my efforts to 10,000 emails a month. And you know that there's a certain conversion rate on what is the open rate? What is the response rate? And if you're sending a thousand emails versus 10,000 emails, naturally you're going to get more of the outcome you want just by the volume approach as well. So I think that, that, that that's a really important call out for LinkedIn as well. Before we get into some of your specialized knowledge around that, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you've been working on? Because I look at your LinkedIn and, and it seems like you're a really busy guy. Sure. Uh, I'm Alex Berman. I'm the author of Cold Email Manifesto, Amazon bestseller for two weeks. That's um, cool. That's a cool title. Yeah, that's, I like it. Um, so I also run X27, which is a lead generation agency. Um, and then I'm the lead investor at A&R Ventures, which is just kind of our, our business for investing in SaaS. So I run Taplio, uh, Lead Shark, and then we've got another outreach tool coming out that's not released yet. But I was just looking at the beta today and it's insane. Um, so yeah, my specialty is cold email outreach, book and meetings, and I've been doing it for almost a decade now. 
And you are based in India right now, which I, I think is cool because you're someone that born in the U.S. and, and seemed like a pretty young guy. And now you're out and about globally, global businessman. How was that experience going to India, doing business and, and trying to scale companies? India specifically is interesting. Um, the reason why I came out to India is because my long time, he started as my assistant. Now he basically runs our whole YouTube uh, div. I found out that I was, I was paying him so little, like $600 a month. And then he asked for a raise one day and he was like, I need 1200 to, to get by you know, out here. Um, and I found <laughs> out once I got out here that he was using the $1,200 a month to support not only him, but his wife, his kid was on the way, his two sisters, his, uh, his dad and his mom and his grandma are all living in the same three-story house in uh, Fridabad, which is a suburb of, of Delhi out here. So 1200 a month um, was a crazy high salary in India. And so I was just thinking about that. I'm like, all right, so let's pay him. First of all, let's get him like on track to make 3000 or even six figures a year, like 8000 a month. Why not? Step one. But step two, how can we help these Indian freelancers get paid that kind of money? Because, you know, bro, like at, at any company you've seen, base salary in America is like 4500 at like bare minimum, maybe 6000 7000 a month. And here, that would make you like the king, you know, like, like no joke. Um, <laughs> the king of New Delhi. Literally, bro. Like the highest end hotels out here, five star, like four season level hotels are only a hundred something a night versus in America, you're paying thousands a night for those hotels. So the cost of living is that much different. Uh, so I started thinking about that. I came out to Delhi uh, with the mission of just trying to understand how I can help these freelancers get paid more. Uh, and a lot of it just came down to... Um, to working, uh, having them work on performance instead of just charging, you know, flat fees for things. So we started that's, this whole course, International Clients Framework. Yeah, and I've been I've been learning from there. <laughs> that that's incredible, and I'm sure it's his family was. If you met them, probably happy to see you, considering you help provide for everyone. And I'm sure that that was a cool moment. Um, it was cool. What? They made me a four hour dinner with them at, at nine p.m. A four, it a four at hour nine. dinner. It was four hours, and it started at nine p.m. And I was very grateful, but also tired. <laughs> that that's an that's an all night experience right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um? So th I think that's a problem I've been having with my own YouTube channel is I'm about to reach eleven thousand subscribers, and I haven't necessarily had a a video blow up. And I I, I was looking at your archives and. Some of the videos you posted years ago have, have done well, and I consider well over a hundred thousand views. I think that that's that's massive. That that's a lot of reach, a lot of eyeballs and attention. So you're nearly at eighty thousand subscribers, which is where I aspire to be one day. And I'm starting to notice constraints in regards to I don't necessarily have the specialized skills to develop the best thumbnails or to even edit my videos. I basically just sit in front of my camera talk for 10 minutes straight and just upload it. And just by solely doing volume, posting 600 times, it's, it's just forced my way to growth. How did the freelancer help you scale your efforts and or make more engaging content or better performing content? So they help a lot. There's a whole team there now. It's Div and then Vishnu does a lot of the, the content, the ideas. And then we have, I think, a third person for thumbnails. And uh, Deshant does our video editing. So we got like a four or five person team doing this YouTube now. Um, but it helps, it helps in all sorts of ways. So they're mapping out the content for me most of the time. So they'll be like, you know, three ways to grow on LinkedIn. And they'll be like, here are the three ways. And then I can just tell a story for each one of those. And it makes it very easy to make content. Um, two weeks ago, me and Div just went to Goa, which is like this beach town in uh, India. And I rented this nice flat. And we actually filmed 154 
10 minute, you know, eight to 10 minute long YouTube videos of the same <laughs> quality that we've been cranking out this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's that systematized. So we spent two weeks. Now I don't really have to think about YouTube unless we have sponsored content or whatever. And now I can focus on other stuff. But that's, um, it's key, bro. If you can, if you can find like one or two people uh, to help you, um, you just got to price it out. You know, what's, what's your, it's not what's your time worth, but what is that brain power worth? I know when I first started on YouTube, I would spend hours a day uh, filming content. Uh, sorry, hours a day uh, editing the videos that I would film. Like I would spend 20 minutes maybe filming and then four hours editing because I wanted like the text and everything to look really good. And what I found is I would take less risks in the video because I didn't want to waste time. Like if, if I yeah, said something hard. on yeah. video, yeah, if I said something on video, now I'd have to go and like find a gift for it and like do all this stuff. So my video quality was getting worse. So I, I just decided one day, I was like, let me just pay somebody 20 bucks to do this. And that was the first the first step of just being able to crank this content out. Um, and now I don't know what we're paying right or probably a lot more than that. Um, but that's what we're, um, that's what happens when you start hiring people, bro. You get better. You don't get worse. Uh, even if you lose you, a little bit of money on the front end. Yeah. And then you build the relationship and now you're in India and you have this, this whole connect connection with this network because of it, which is, which is super cool to see because you messaged me and you said, I'm, a, I'm on IST. I said, what is IST? And then started looking at it. It's crazy time difference. But that I, I work with some people in India too, but it's primarily video meetings. But it, it's cool to cool to interact with the different cultures. So what I want to talk about now is is what I think is is your bread and butter. And it's when I initially saw your content, it was it was because of the emailing stuff. You wrote a book, Cold Cold Email Manifesto. So I'm someone from the, the lens of B2B sales, um, selling software, average deal prices. Is, is, the lowest possible is probably 5000 annually and then going up to a lot more. So, And I think a lot of people watching as well are probably more in that B2B space, um, not necessarily on the, the kind of B2C tools or, or some, of the, some of the smaller smaller tools that are appealing to consumers. So what are some of those general principles you like to think about when it comes to cold emails? Sure. Um, and yeah, I did write the book because the only other good book on cold email was predictable revenue, but none of the scripts work anymore. And Aaron Ross, I don't know what he's doing, bro. I tried to pitch him for a collab and he just didn't get back two years ago. He's so on I the beach nowadays. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. sent too many emails and now he just has infinite <laughs> pipelines just on the beach. That's what it is. So I was like, what if there was a predictable revenue written today where the scripts actually worked? <laughs> and that's how we came up with this thing. Uh, okay. General concepts for cold email. So the first thing is I like to think about uh, three things. What is the target customer? What is the offer that we're selling? And what is the case study uh, that proves the offer? And if you can get all three of those, then everything basically falls into place. So like, you know, I'm talking to a director of marketing at a company over 200 employees in the United States, and I'm offering uh, LinkedIn content. And my case study is uh, we worked with the CEO of a SaaS company to get all their employees on LinkedIn, and now they're getting a thousand X more brand impressions, right? So once you have that, everything else falls into place. Um, the cold emails we write typically follow the three C's, which is compliment, case study, call to action. So, you know, hey Trent, uh, huge fan of the content you put out on YouTube. Great video about XYZ. Uh, I run Taplio, which helps you generate a month of LinkedIn content in 10 minutes. Recently, we helped the CEO of a SaaS startup get his entire team on board and now their brand mentions are a thousand X higher without taking up any additional time. Would love to do the same for you. Let me know if I, and I can send over a couple times for a call. And it's just variations on that over and over again. You know, sending uh, sending a lot of those to targeted contacts. Uh, that's it's simple, bro. It's, it should be that simple. <laughs> 
it should be simple. I, I think it's really easy to overcomplicate. And I, I think in, in, in my role, I'm constantly faced with the question of, of personalize or just send volume at, with, with scale. And we use a tool called Outreach. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. We basically upload our leads into prospects or upload our prospects into sequences. A sequence is basically, for those who don't know, it's a combination of emails and calls. And that first step of the sequence is always a manual email. And I have a template in there. And oftentimes I'm faced with, should I just press send or should I, should I take a moment to go to their LinkedIn, to go to their website, to, to look at company news, to try and insert a line of something relevant so that they say, well, this isn't just an automated email. Do you think that it's, what is your thoughts on, on, is it just, should I just always focus on volume or should I try and go the extra mile with personalization? Or do you think it, it it's more important just to have that, the three C's of just have a good grasp of that framework and then you can try and scale that out. So the three C's works. Um, when it comes to personalization, if we're trying to send it scale, like we're trying to send, I know you said 10,000 a month, it's 10,000 a week right now. I'm, I'm really trying to 10, get to a million. A yeah. I want to get to a million cold emails a month because I want to hit my total addressable market. You know, if I could, if I could hit all, you know, billion people, I don't know how many people are in, my, in our market, LinkedIn content, 300 million people, right? How many people are on LinkedIn? If we could reach that many people every year, that'd be pretty cool. That's like a million cold emails a day. <laughs> I feel like there's <laughs> got to be a way to do it. Um, but it, but that's, that's my end game with cold email. So you're not going to do it with heavy personalization, but you can make emails seem really personalized by, um, by thinking about who your, who your target market is, you know, like all directors of marketing at software as a service companies in the United States have similar issues and will take similar content, you know, like, uh, what is it? Hey, Mark, huge fan of Acme Inc. Congrats on the growth this year. That seems personal. It could be personalized. It could be generic. Who knows? You know, in their mind, they're they're yeah. reading the next line, though. <laughs> right now, they're getting the pitch. <laughs> that's that's a really good thought. W what what would it look like to send a million emails a day? How would you do that? Uh, so typically, what we're trying to do is you don't really want to go above 150 per inbox. Um, so you're going to need high volume uh, sending tools. There there are some tools that work right now uh, for that. Instantly, right now, lets you send uh, using inbox rotation, which is basically you can put in unlimited i think uh gmail or g suite accounts so we would feed them in right now what we're doing for the for the ten thousand is we have 40 different g suite accounts uh that we're paying for that we have you know different phone numbers for feed them into this thing um load them up with leads and and yeah you, you let them go uh the the key is to spread it out over multiple inboxes because sometimes you are still going to get hit on spam uh so you always want to just be like rotating those inboxes out if you get hit on spam um and, and yeah, everything's done with forwarding domains. So for instance, we wouldn't send like alex at taplio.com. We would do like alex at taplio hq, alex at taplio co.com, alex at taplio applio.com. <laughs> and just have it, um, have them all go up from different domains. Um, and yeah, just push, dude. Take, take what's working and just try to systematize it and scale it as big as possible. Most people it's in funny. Silicon Valley don't understand this, bro. They're, they're not doing it the right way. <laughs> what do you think they're missing about it? I think they're doing what what you guys are taught to do, which is personalize every email. When what I found is personalization works to a degree, but if you can get, let's say it's like send a hundred emails, you get a three percent positive response rate on that email without personalization. How much bigger would that response rate be with personalization? Maybe you're getting I don't think you're getting a hundred percent positive response rate. Maybe you're getting eighteen yeah. percent. 
But if you're getting, let's say, 3% positive response rate without personalization, but you're able to send unlimited emails, more like I'm not going to say like two times the emails, you're, you're sending, you know, instead of 40 emails a day, you're sending four million In order of magnitude more. Yeah, exactly. Um, then it, it's just a no-brainer to do. The problem is, and I think why people don't teach it, even though the biggest companies do it, is because it breaks its scale. So I might be destroying the entire industry by telling people this. Um, <laughs> but it does it does break its scale. But this is what the real top performers are doing. Like for LeadShark, um, you know, we'll send 10,000 and we'll book a minimum of 100 meetings. 100 meetings, dude. Like one guy, one Indian dude is now booking 100 sales meetings in a week. And that's just the basic... Uh, you know, it's just the base of it. If we could increase that a little bit, it'd be 200 meetings, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so the volume of what you can do, uh, it's, it's just unmatched. And that's why I love cold email. It's, you can't do that with cold calling. You can't really do that with LinkedIn outreach. <laughs> no, you can't scale it up like that. And it, it's funny back to the, um, breaking at scale. What, what I've noticed because early on in my SDR career, I started adopting that as because I had all these account executives I worked with and I, I just had thousands of disposable accounts that I, di I didn't really care. It, 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 I, it didn't matter if I burnt the bridge. It was just, I need to set the meeting at all costs. And what I found is that as I continue to move up as an account executive, I get less and less accounts. So it becomes more challenging to have the total addressable market to just say, hey, I can just send as many emails as I want whenever I want. Um, but at the same point, when I was in that, when I was in that opportunity to do that, I've got my email banned a couple of times because when you reach a certain amount of bounces in your, in your inbox, I've had, I've been locked out of my Gmail account and that's happened, I think three times now. And I was, t and I have to submit a ticket to my IT team to get it some fixed. I don't know what they're doing on the back end, but they said, if it happens more than five, six times, that email gets banned. And I'm sure that that, that's probably some of the constraints that, that you've run into as well. Yeah. Well, that's why you're cleaning your, you're cleaning your leads. You know, you're running them through never bounce. You're making sure that they're as verified as you can, but yeah, you're still going to get bounces. Um, and at that point, that's why we're running multiple inboxes, you know, we're rotating. Um, Cause you're also going to have manual spam complaints too. Like just over time, you're going to lose <laughs> inboxes. And, what do you think the, about the, um, one, continue one on, on, on your thought? Um, yeah. One more thing on this is like with some companies, maybe it's different, but some people are worried that they'll burn bridges if they send terrible cold emails. But what I've found is try to think of, um, tell, tell me the last company that sent you a terrible cold email or the, the name of the sales rep at that company. Can you remember? No. That's such a good Because point. the email no, is bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way I think about it too. Like, you know, I'll send to 10,000 leads and then three weeks later, I'll send a similar email to all of those leads that didn't open the first one. You know, different subject line. They don't know me. Um, it's just going in, going in again, you know, going in cold. How do you think about subject lines? Uh, so the, you just basically want to get them to open the email. There's a couple different ones that work for me. A uh, quick question outperforms everything still to this day. Um, in most industries. with a question mark or just quick question. Is there any lower cases? Is there any cap or just quick question? I'll do quick question with the capital Q, uh, no question mark. So just capital one capital Q. And then the second one's a lower case Q. And when you but think another, about getting yeah, them to open it, is the, would you say the most important metrics that you look at is open rate and response rate? Or are we, is there anything else that, that we should be aware of? I look for, uh, the, the real number you want is positive response rate per open. I call it the lead shark number. I don't know what it's actually called, but it's like if 30 people open the email, then one person positively responds. That's the number I want to look at because you know, 
let's say I send 100 emails, 20 bounce, whatever, 30 open, one response, that's a 3.3% uh, positive response rate on the actual email. And from there, then I know at least that that script works, right? If, the, if, if they open that script, regardless of the number of bounces, regardless of the open rate, if they open that script, 3% are going to positively respond. So now I have a script that you know I'm happy with. So now I can work on the subject line or I can work on the lowering the bounce rate, all this sort of stuff. Um, so, so that's really what you want to look at first is find that positive response rate on the email. Uh, and then, yeah, you can work on subject lines and everything uh, after that. And would you say a positive response rate, is that just any response saying yes, no, or is it specifically setting the meeting or getting a, an outcome? Positive response rate is somebody that might be interested in a meeting. So what happens is we'll send the emails out. A certain number of people will be like, yeah, I'd be interested or yeah, send me info or <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And then we put them all into our, um, it's, I call it a CRM. It's really just a Google sheet. And then basically on my Google sheet, on our Google sheet, we've got name, email, you know, the, some of their information, the inbox that it's being sent from, and then the meeting status, which is, you know, one or two. It's like not yet booked or booked. And then last follow-up sent on and a date and the day since last follow-up. And what we'll do is every single contact that we have in our cold email process, you know, it could be uh, thousands of people that are positive response yet, uh, not yet booked. Um, we just track them there. And then as the ticker goes up, you know, if it's like seven days without a, without a follow-up, our guy will just go in there and shoot them a quick message uh, and basically chase them down until they convert or tell us no. Sometimes they tell us no. <laughs> you get a lot of no's in this business. Yeah, you do. What is? Um, but, but you're filtered out. Uh, you get a lot less no's if you only look at the people that are positively responding to you. Because then the second number you're trying to <laughs> the second number you're trying to look at is um, you know positive response to meeting book, which even there you're going to get no's sometimes. What is it about the SaaS industry that that draws you to it? Because there's a lot you could be doing online with marketing agency stuff, um, but I noticed that you specifically are focused on SaaS. What is it about that industry that draws you to it? I like that the promise is always delivered meaning agency, right? You work with a marketing agency, even if they're the greatest agency on earth, there's a chance that it could completely fall apart. Like I signed to an agency and the kickoff's in two weeks, but maybe I forget to send them the, the info and then the kickoff's in three weeks. Now the whole thing's falling apart. Um, maybe they're doing all the work they're supposed to do and it still fails, right? Versus SaaS, uh, if I tell you, all right, you're gonna log into Taplio and the AI is gonna have 10 posts written for you automatically within the first two seconds that you get in, I know 100% chance, there's a 100% chance that's going to happen, right? The promise is always delivered and it's delivered over and over again. You know, on Gmail, that's a SaaS, right? I know every time you open Gmail, it's going to open for you and you're going to be able to send emails. Uh, so that's why I like, I like that the promise is fulfilled always on SaaS because that's the hardest part when it comes to scaling any business is um, once you start scaling, the operations start breaking down. That's a big issue we had at our agency, right? Um, when we started X27, I sent a bunch of cold emails. I met with a bunch of agencies and we closed $600,000 in yearly contracts in about, it was like three weeks. And I was so hyped. I was like, bro, we're, we're going to be millionaires. This is so sick. Um, <laughs> but then what happens is we didn't have the operations to, to deal with it. We didn't have the ability to fulfill these contracts. And we lost almost all of the 600,000. Like it wasn't 600,000 in ARR. It was like maybe $12,000 total in revenue uh, because the whole thing the whole thing falls apart. So I like SaaS because that doesn't happen. You know, is as long as you're selling things that work, um, then, then you're good to go. And that just comes down to the tools that you choose to work on. And Taplio is one of those that like actually works. Some SaaSes don't work. 
<laughs> and I wouldn't try to sell them. Yeah, when I when I logged into it, it it just it immediately clicked to me, and it just said this makes sense. Forty dollars a month. Um, these these are the outcomes I can recognize, and I'm excited to log into it. And the reason why I love SaaS is because, to your point, I, I think there's a big difference between tra- transactional revenue, which is what a lot of agency owners get. It's um, or you go into the store, you buy groceries, and it's just transactional revenue, opposed to with the SaaS product, you sign up for a subscription, it's recurring revenue, which is just inherently a way better business model. It's more predictable. And it actually will increase the value of your business if you hypothetically wanted to sell one day, which I, I know you already know. And then of course, the margins are much better than most other businesses. And then to your point, instant deliverability, and you can scale out to anyone at any country at any moment in time, as long as they sign up with the link. So I think that's pretty cool. And I like that so, you can make I like that you can make a change and then it adds value to all the customers. Like right now we're dealing with this thing where like some enterprise customers are like, what if I could see all of my team's posts and then my marketing person would just write posts for everybody on the sales team and just propagate it out. And I know we only got to we only have to build that once and then everybody will have that forever. Like that might still work in a year. <laughs> like you can't do that in an agency. There's there's no there's very few other businesses you can do that in. What are your goals with Taplio? billion dollars bro freaking ipo it is that the plan <laughs> i think That's we're gonna, why not i think we're gonna take it as far as we can yeah my my main goal with Taplio is to make it uh make it a no-brainer to use us over any social media agency right like social media marketing agencies are what multi-billion dollar uh multi-billion dollar revenue business per year like i don't know how big the market is but it's like if ai is good enough to replace your social media marketing agency then there's no point in uh, in using one so I would be happy taking over that entire market and just using AI to replace it. I think you guys should destroy them all. <laughs> That's what it is. Like we're going to war. Um, one question I am, I'm curious about, and then we can wrap up is, so someone and myself who would like to do a SaaS business one day or, or all the other people out there that are maybe working for SaaS companies, I think the first place you go, which is just an absolute excuse. So I, I don't know if you have a super technical background, you know how to code or do all this stuff you seem like a great marketing guy and you understand how to generate customers and revenue, which is ultimately I equally, if not more important than actually the product. Um, how do you go about getting something like that? Is it just knowing the right people who have that skill set? Is it finding somebody that's already building something? How does a non-technical person get involved with a SaaS company, either founding or at the ground floor? So Taplio happened because I really loved Tweet Hunter. Uh, I was using it all the time. And so I started talking to the founders, um, you know, all the time. And I was just like, hey, you know, I'd love to grow Tweet Hunter. Here's my plan. You know, how a cold email, all the stuff. But I didn't take money because I'm doing I was doing this new thing at the time. I guess I'm still doing it. We're like, it's impossible to hire me for any amount of money. All I take is equity. <laughs> so I showed them this great <laughs> plan. And I was like, all right, yeah, so we can do this. We can grow the business by this much. And I want X percentage of the business. Um, and it was a nice chunk, like double digit equity percentage of, of the business that I was asking for. And they're like. Um, well, we have partners and we're already this far along. Like we can't give you the, the equity number that you asked for, you know, it'd be worth too much, but we do have this other thing. Influent leaders was the name of it. And so I just saw this and it was like, kind of like, like, uh, ta- kind of like Queen Hunter for LinkedIn. And I was like, all right, yeah, there's something we can do here. So I gave them new pricing. We renamed it. I bought the domain taplio.com. I was like, all right, we, Influent leaders is a terrible name. You can't remember it. Um, and then, yeah, bro, they, you know, we, we just did it. So th- that's, that's how it happened for me. Um, but we've done it a couple other ways. Like we've got the outreach tool we're working on with a venture studio. 
And for them, we just partnered. We're basically, they're putting in the, the price, the, the dev costs we're paying for the marketing costs. And then me and my co-founder, uh, Robert um, at X27 are also building Lead Shark, um, which that one we just built from scratch. And I wouldn't recommend doing that because I think we're $110,000 into Lead Shark right now <laughs> versus $0 into Taplio. <laughs> That's that's incredible, man. Well, I'm excited to watch your growth from the sidelines. Um, guys, definitely go check out Alex, Alex Berman's YouTube channel. I'll put a link down below. Go check out Taplio. You're going to see me on LinkedIn. I'm going to sign up for it. I'm going to start commenting on everyone's posts. So if you see me commenting, you guys know what's going on there. Uh, Alex, anything else to plug, anything else to add, and then we can wrap up? No. Uh, okay. So go to Taplio, like you said, taplio.com. And then if you want to learn cold email, coldemailmanifesto.com. It's only 99 cents for this book. Everything that I've learned, uh, $20,000 worth of courses. You, you know, you could spend that or you could pay $1 for this book. <laughs> Cold Did email you build Manifesto. a website for the book? No, that just redirects to the Amazon page. Oh, I see. Okay, that's super cool. Well, hey, Alex, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your travels in India and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for having me, Trent.